Insights and wisdom lie within every business decision. Welcome to the Leaders by Ivy podcast, where we discover hidden narratives and unlock key learnings for our own leadership and career journeys. Welcome back to the Leaders by Ivy podcast. I'm Matt Quinn. This time, we welcome Celine Teja, HBA 96, and partner at Radical Ventures. In this discussion, we talk about how Canada is growing into a leader for fostering entrepreneurship and technology. With resources and world-leading schools abound, the future looks bright. Salim is enthusiastic about what he's seeing for small businesses, large businesses, and the resources that our country's putting towards entrepreneurship and technology. I loved this conversation. Enjoy. Let's dive right in. Salim, thanks very much for joining us today. Could you give us a bit of background about who you are, what you do, and what is your relation to Ivy? Sure. Well, my name is Salim Teja, and I am a a partner at Radical Ventures, which is a $350 million uh, venture capital fund here in Toronto uh, that is focused on investments in the AI space. So looking at uh, technologies like machine learning, natural language processing, computer vision, and robotics, and its application to industries like healthcare, uh, financial for financial services, and, and, and other sectors. Um, I uh, am an Ivy HBA grad of 1996 and then spent the next uh, 25 or so years in the technology sector. I sort of spent the first third of my career uh, as an entrepreneur building out my own startup out in the Bay Area. And so early on in my career, uh, had a re- was really fortunate to have a really great experience uh, starting and scaling a venture-funded startup out in the Bay Area. I then came back to Canada uh, and spent the next uh, third of my career doing venture investing uh, with a firm called Brightspark Ventures. Um, and, uh, you know, we were very fortunate to be involved in some really, really great Canadian technology companies. Um, and then the, the final third of my career, uh, I spent building uh, technology ecosystems. Uh, I was at Mars Discovery District uh, as the president and uh, uh, of our venture services program, and so was was very involved in uh, managing a portfolio of just over 1,200 startups uh, across four sectors: healthcare, financial services, uh, clean tech, and, and enterprise software. Uh, and really, you know, did a lot of of work to put Toronto and Canada on the map. Uh, in terms of the global technology scene. And for those that uh, haven't heard of the Mars Discovery District, do look it up. They do some pretty amazing uh, work with individuals, with businesses, but I I would say even more community building, which is really cool. So check that out. I want to come back to something that you mentioned and get you to define it. How do you define AI? Because it's something that's getting thrown around quite a bit. How do you define it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's it is a very broad term, and I think it's a application to uh, a number of technologies is 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 only growing. Um, I think when we think of AI, you know, I think what we are really trying to look for is uh, really having machines or systems use data to learn, uh, provide insights, and take actions uh, in the form of hardware or software or systems. Uh, that really create unique uh, business environments, technical environments, and perhaps allow us to do things that we weren't able to do uh, with purely just a a human intervention. And so 
Um, I think we are looking for applications of AI across a number of different sectors, but also looking for technical breakthroughs in AI, things like quantum computing, uh, like uh, uh, systems and chips uh, that may emerge as the next, next technology architecture uh, for, for industry and, and, and for companies and users. And so given we're sitting here uh, middle of summer now, uh, there's so much happening. I'd like for you to talk a little bit about personally and with your organization, the most significant challenge you've faced in the past number of weeks and how did you respond to that? For sure, over the last several weeks and months, I think the, the, the COVID crisis has been on everyone's mind. And, and uh, uh, for us, I think it's been really important to uh, help to transition our company uh, to uh, a safe remote work environment and, and, and continue sort of the day-to-day -day business we do on the investing side. Uh, but beyond that, sort of working with our portfolio companies who are all being impacted by uh, this health crisis in different ways and helping them both to move to uh, uh, themselves to a remote environment, but also then to think through how their businesses might be reimagined with the new realities of the current healthcare crisis. And so we have been spending a lot of time working with uh, our portfolio of companies to really understand uh, what's changing, uh, what are the new realities of the business, and how do we help them navigate uh, this time of uncertainty you know, in uh, as, as, as strong of a way as we can uh, for some of our companies uh, and some industries, I think they are completely being uh, disrupted and, and redefined and, and, and perhaps even reimagined uh, as we think of what the future may look like outside of, uh, of, of COVID. And so if you think of sectors like uh, uh, transportation and, and the travel industry, you think of education, uh, lots of change happening and a lot of uncertainty. Uh, and then we also are involved in a number of sectors where there is just now explosive growth and overwhelming demand. And certainly uh, the world of healthcare, uh, the world of robotics, as we look at it in, in terms of supply chain resiliency and the application of these technologies have just exploded right now. And so trying to manage some companies who are a little uncertain and some companies who are managing explosive growth has certainly been one of our key focus areas over the past several weeks and months. So it sounds to me you're you're helping these comp companies be nimble where they can try to find a path uh, if there is one. Looking back, is there anything that you can point to where you go, I really wish I had looked at this differently or had done something differently? This has been a very interesting question that we've asked all of our guests. What do you think? Well, I think, you know, in the business world, and certainly as it relates to technology, uh, we've been through a lot of cycles uh, where uh, we've seen, you know, uh, either the, the business environment or the geopolitical environment cause uncertainty and disruption in the business cycle. And I think in going into this crisis, you know, we were spending a lot of time thinking through what have we learned through past crises? Uh, how do we sort of apply those lessons to um, plans to help the companies move forward through this current crisis? And ultimately, how do we get out the other end in, in good shape? Uh, number one, I think uh, you know, one of the things that we learned through past crisis was that uh, uh, we never know how long these sorts of issues, these situations may last. And so it's really important early on uh, to be really decisive 
um, and to think of both you know, the best case scenario, but also the worst case scenario so that uh, we are as a business able to, 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 to survive and, and perhaps plan for uh, what the new business realities may look like. So we spent a lot of time with our entrepreneurs and our companies thinking through you know, what is the best case scenario, what is the worst case scenario, and how do we survive through that? Uh, the second then is really spending a lot of time uh, helping the, the CEOs and the founders manage change through this type of uncertainty, change to their business strategy, uh, perhaps changes to their teams, um, and really coaching them to really think about, you know, how do you create a common sense of purpose? How do you then uh, empower your people as an organization so that you can navigate this change effectively? Um, and then how do you also increase the amount of communication happening both internally within the organization and externally amongst partners and stakeholders so that we are able to learn, be nimble and be responsive in real time to how we're trying to change. And so, you know, I think we're trying to apply many of those lessons to the current environment. Uh, and hopefully we, we we do it better as we try and navigate the current environment. What I like about this is you, you've said things, tools to use, like give uh, a, a sense of, of what's coming, empowering the team, more communication. But I can imagine for you helping that leader, you, you, you talk about technology and tools, but it sounds like there's some people skills and emotional intelligence coming through there. How have you helped a leader to take the leap or make that definitive step? like you mentioned before. Are there other themes that you found work for helping the leader move forward? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we when, whenever I think any leader is going through uh, an entrepreneurial experience like a startup, I mean, it's an incredibly stressful uh, experience, both from, you know, the highs and lows of building the business to uh, the highs and lows personally of the, of the of mental exhaustion that can come from uh, growing these types of companies. And, and I think we found it very useful to identify mentors for our business leaders so that they can both share, uh, you know, uh, professional issues and challenges that they're going through and, and get some support and some feedback. But then also from a personal standpoint, being able to connect to others who have been through this journey, understand what the highs and lows are like, and, and being able to do some coaching through that uh, we think, you know, is, is, is really, really important. And so, you know, I think certainly in the startup space, the, the, there is a lot of focus and conversation around mental health and well-being these days uh, because of the nature of the entrepreneurial experience. And so I think we take that uh, to heart uh, very purposefully and, and, and try and find uh, networks and, and connections that we can make that hopefully are useful to the, the companies and the founders. So that, that support network, a, a person or a place to fall back to when uh, one's feeling overwhelmed or, or the stress. Absolutely. So we've got uh, faculty, staff, students, entrepreneurs that listen to this, uh, to this podcast. Let's talk about the students in particular now. When you're out in the, in the entrepreneur community, you know, talking about AI, talking about technology, are there skills that you go, man, I wish students knew more about this, or I miss, wish they had more experience in that? Could, could you give us some of your thoughts around that because then we could you know start talking about it more as a community yeah, i mean i think it's 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 really really important regardless of what anyone is studying to really bring a multidisciplinary approach to careers and roles and 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 so i think you know we find really good success with people who 
have a really strong interest, aptitude, or background in science and technology, uh, coupled with uh, perhaps an understanding of business uh, and entrepreneurship, which I think is you know uh, really powerful and important, um, as well as uh, you know uh, I think a growing awareness perhaps of particular industries through maybe internships that they've done or past jobs that they may have had in their careers. Uh, where they can really apply their their skill sets to think about innovation in these sectors in in really really different ways. So, I think part of this is the IQ and 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 you know what we can learn in a formal environment, and part of this is the EQ. You know what we've learned through lived life in in particular roles and experiences, and bringing that all together to ultimately really be good problem solvers. Um, you know I think that. At the end of the day, uh, you know, especially in our world where we're dealing with really young companies uh, who are focused on solving big problems, um, you know, either at a micro scale or at a macro scale, building a business is all about problem solving. And so we want to find people who are really good at that and bring a diversity of experience and a diversity of thinking to that process and to that organization. And so knowledge sharing, the networks, what else do you think is needed, maybe that we don't have enough of now that is an opportunity to improve uh, in Canada, in Ontario, to keep businesses here, whether it be Toronto, Ottawa, Kitchener, Waterloo, or London? What could we be doing a better job of? Listen, I think we need to be nurturing and developing uh, very ambitious entrepreneurs who are thinking about big ideas and uh, global problems. And so, you know, I think we want to encourage really, really big thinking from the entrepreneurs themselves. Uh, and then I think we need to surround those entrepreneurs with really smart, globally connected capital, uh, really smart, globally connected customer networks, uh, and really smart, uh, uh, interested uh, talent networks in order to really help find the people and fuel the talent that these companies will need to get to uh, the next stage of their business. And I think uh, when I look geopolitically at what's happening around the world in Europe or in the US, I think Canada has a really exciting story to tell in terms of uh, you know, both our quality of life um, as well as you know, the areas of business that we are really, really excelling in right now, science and technology, uh, life sciences, clean tech, uh, where we have some really, really ambitious entrepreneurs hoping to build global companies and attracting people from all over the world, but also developing talent right here at home in order to be part of these really great companies. And so I think we have a unique opportunity over the next five to seven years to really capitalize on uh, this magnifying glass that we have on Canada right now and, and, and really hopefully find some really great success stories uh, coming out of all of the great ecosystems across the country. So I want to ask uh, for, for a bit of advice or for, for our listeners, do you have something that you want to share, a passion of yours, an initiative, a cause, or a problem that you're trying to solve or, like I said, passionate about? What would you like our listeners to go and look at, research, or, or go and do? Well, you know, I, I find myself very fortunate in the career that I'm in. Uh, I, I almost have a front row seat at the bleeding edge of technology and science uh, and see really you know, closely how uh, breakthroughs are accelerating and innovations are accelerating and our opportunity to reinvent industries, reinvent companies and, and reinvent uh, uh, societies are really gonna be impacted by, by technologies. And, and 
you know, what's exciting for me right now and what I'm seeing is I, I finally feel like we're at a stage as an ecosystem where we are identifying meaningful problems, important global problems that can be addressed by science and technology now. Uh, and, you know, this whole concept of, you know, identifying impact uh, uh, with the work that we're doing and, and the opportunity to have societal impact, I think is uh, really, really incredible now. And so, you know, I think the one thing I'm very passionate about is being able to leverage all of these, you know, breakthroughs in science and technology to make meaningful progress on some of these, you know, challenges that, that we have, challenges in healthcare, challenges in education, uh, challenges in, you know, sustainability and in, in, in uh, affordable housing, uh, you know, how can entrepreneurs play an active role in being problem solvers and how do we rally around these entrepreneurs, help support them and give them the tools and resources that they need to help make positive change in the world. And, and I think that that's something I'm really excited about. I meet entrepreneurs every day that have that sense of purpose and that mission. Um, and it's really, really exciting, I think, to start, you know, be at that early stage now of what I believe will be a, a real golden age of, of where we'll be seeing some really interesting innovations in science and technology uh, take us to uh, new heights. And you've already mentioned the, the work that uh, the Mars District does uh, in kind of helping, I'm, I'm sure helping with some of that. Tech Alliance here in London, Ontario is another one. For those that are listening that want to dig a little bit deeper, can you recommend some other uh, places, resources, organizations that are doing a good job of tackling these meaningful problems? Yeah, certainly check out, I would say, Mars Discovery District. Not only do they have really great programs, but they've developed a lot of uh, online programming that people can participate in uh, and really uh, uh, really get to know what's happening in the different industry sectors and which companies are focused on uh, particular innovations. If, if there's interest in the world of AI, um, you know, right here in Toronto, we have something called the Vector Institute for Artificial Intelligence. Uh, in, in Montreal, we have something called Mila. In Edmonton, we have an institute called Amy, all of whom are doing world-class research uh, in the areas of, of machine learning and, and I think also have some really great resources to help people understand how these new technologies are going to affect different industries and create new business opportunities. Um, we're seeing a lot of uh, uh, entrepreneurial knowledge sharing now happening uh, uh, across the border between Canada and US. And there's a really great organization called C100 uh, that really helps to network Canadians in the Valley uh, to Canadian entrepreneurs here and, and help them share networks and insights and, and uh, 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 thought leadership. So all of those I think are really great communities to be able to connect into and opportunities to build networks. So the last thing I want, I want to ask you about is we've talked about businesses that are starting here, resources that are growing, talent that's here. Pitch me on moving my business or uh, becoming an entrepreneur in Canada. Why should I think about doing this? Why is Canada the right place for me to, to really thrive in this environment? Well, we first of all believe that you know all companies are really fueled by world-class talent. And, and we believe that you know, Canada can be a really great uh, environment for world-class talent, both the incredible talent that we're graduating through our universities, 
the talent that's coming through the, the, the really uh, strong sectors that we have in, in the country um, and uh, the really great talent that we're able to bring in from around the world in order for them to be part of this incredible experience here in Canada. And so the first thing I would, I would express to people is just, you know, what an opportunity is it is here to, to really build a world-class team and tap into uh, both the homegrown people and the people from abroad that we can uh, connect them to in order to really help accelerate their business. And I, and I think, you know, certain regions around the country are now are developing a global reputation uh, around uh, uh, the incredible talent that, that we have here. So that's number one. Number two, I think, is not only the business environment that we have here, but the quality of life that people can afford when they're here. Uh, you know, very often when you're trying to secure talent, it's not just about getting access to that talent, but it's keeping them here and having them place roots. And, and I think that, you know, as a country, we have our, the right kind of value system uh, that, that really, I think, is encouraging people to set up, set up you know, set their roots down here and, and to be here. And, and so just from a, a living experience, I think Canada can be a really great, uh, you know, place to be. Um, and then I think as a country, you know, we can provide an incredible network of capital, of, of, of customer connections for early market access. Uh, we're close to, you know, one of the largest markets in the world to really be able to scale um, you know, from a proximity standpoint, from a from a sector standpoint, uh, you know, the, the Canada has a, a ton to to contribute and offer. And so, those would be the, the things that we would we would stress in the pitch for uh, for new opportunities to come here. That's awesome. And I know there's a number of companies that we probably uh, rub shoulders with every day. Use their services, use their products. I know uh, Shopify is one that often gets brought up. Can you think of other great companies that that come to mind when you think of these guys have done a great job or here's an example of how great uh, an entrepreneurial uh, mindset can be and a company could be could you could you throw out another couple names for the listeners yeah you know we've got a, a really great company uh, called pocket health which is a really great startup here um, they are helping uh, the healthcare system move their digital records and their imaging files online so that patients can actually have access to their medical data uh, and be able to share that uh, data with other providers and, 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 and other networks. Um, as you can imagine, you know, as we've been in, right in the middle of this COVID crisis and hospitals have been shut down, uh, people who'd normally go and get their medical you know, files, imaging files via CD from hospitals now are looking for you know, really different ways of getting access to this data. And this company has just absolutely exploded being at the right place at the right time, really championing the patient experience uh, and helping them get access to their own you know, medical files, medical data images. And, and, and so it's a really, really great case study of, of, of you know, how we have really fantastic healthcare innovation happening in this country. We have a, 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 another really great company called uh, Aspect Biosystems based in Vancouver. Uh, they have built one of the world's very first 3D bioprinters, which prints human tissue. Wow. So if you can imagine the, world, the future world of regenerative medicine, where one day we may use our stem cells to print uh, tissue patches, to print organs, to really treat specific types of disease areas, uh, leveraging regenerative medicine. Uh, we have a company here in our own backyard that is pioneering what may sound like science fiction to you today, 
but is really now becoming a reality uh, as we think of where the field of, of, of medicine may eventually go. And so uh, really, really, really great groundbreaking companies and entrepreneurs, you know, doing really, really big things to not only, I'd say, advance uh, 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 you know, economies, but but also advance impact with you know societies and and tackling you know big big challenges. Yeah, and it'll impact not just our own backyard, but the globe. And so that's so, that's pretty cool to hear about. Salim, thank you very much for joining us today. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave the listeners with? Should they uh, follow you? Are you on Twitter? Uh, what's your website? How should people follow the work? that you're doing and the companies that you're working with, what they're doing. Sure, you can learn about Radical at uh, www.radical.vc is our website. And and there you will find uh, all of the companies that we've invested in, all of the thought leadership that we've developed around where innovation is going and a number of resources to tap into to learn more, other podcasts, other speaker series and networks to tap into. So that would be a really great resource to start. That's great. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. Like what you heard on today's episode? Subscribe to the Leaders by Ivy podcast. Have any feedback? Send us an email at podcast at ivy.ca. Thanks again.